0: This is Hunter. And this is Luther. And welcome to the Esports Smackdown. In this podcast, we'll be discussing what esports is and how it works and everything behind it. Everything esports.
1: Over the past few years, esports has gained millions of fans, hundreds of millions of dollars and players who train day in and day out. Many are captivated by the sport due to its unique nature and their ability to view it for free from their computer. I personally have attended multiple Smash Ultimate tournaments along with some League of Legends online tournaments and competitive Counter-Strike. I don't see myself as an eSports athlete, but I do see myself as a member of the competitive gaming community. Why don't you tell us a bit about yourself, Luther?
0: I'd like to call myself a rising Super Smash Bros Ultimate player, but in reality I'm already at the top, well at least in Westbrook, Connecticut. Jokes aside, I enjoy competing in competitive Super Smash Bros Ultimate tournaments and have earned $90 throughout my competitive career. So Luther,
1: what are we going to be talking about today?
0: Throughout this episode, we will be discussing what esports are and what makes an esport, esports versus regular sports. We are also going to debate about eSports defined as a multiplayer video game for spectators. As well as the differences between fighting games, sports games, and MOBA games. We're also going to delve into how eSports relates to college and the different teams in colleges. Lastly, we're going to discuss growing eSports revenues. And now, I'll pass it off to Hunter.
1: So, Luther, I'd like to open our first topic of discussion as comparing esports to regular sports. Now, a lot of people will say, oh, well, that's not real sports, or electronic sports can't compare to real athletic, you know, tennis. I really don't like those people. Those people. Um, But something that a lot of these people might not realize is that in the eyes of the government, these people are. United States athletes or, you know, foreign athletes that are allowed into the country under a United States athletic visa. A lot of these people from Korea and China and these European countries who are involved in the esports scene do have to have some sort of documentation for coming into the U.S. And recently, um, the U.S. actually has been granting them athletic visas for large tournaments held in North America or really anywhere in the world, as most of these countries do have a visa system in place. So Luther, when you think people compare esports to traditional sports,
0: why do you think they do not consider esports a sport? I think people think esports is not a sport due to, I feel, their inactivity within pop culture, because if you are relatively active, you will know that it is not easy to get into the scene into the esports scene in general because like normal sports you have to work hard you have to train and you have to be diligent in what game you're playing and it's, it's like it's like any other sport you, it's like diligence a healthy lifestyle and a whole lot of travel while watching a faker's stream, he described a daily his daily life of practicing he said that he would spend eight to 14 hours in a day, practicing solely on League of Legends. Now,
1: in a report written by Nuzu in 2016, they said, eSports has many of the components of traditional sports, including players, teams, managers, leagues, competition, marquee events, endorsement deals, player transfer fees, college scholarships, and even a dark side with fixing, doping and gender related disputes. Now when you hear the term doping you might be thinking of football or the Tour de France where athletes will use doping to enhance their performance. However in esports a lot of athletes will use Adderall or other stimulants to improve their focus on the game. Now there is a debate as to whether or not this should be allowed as it could be considered a performance enhancing drug but many argue that these drugs although they are legal should not be allowed. There are also a number of gender-related disputes in eSports, as it is a very male-dominated community. A majority of the teams are made up of all males with male substitutes and male coaches. And many of the female teams that have tried to come onto the scene have been either shot down by online communities or did not perform up to the standards that a lot of these other teams are able to. This left a lot of people questioning whether women are getting enough exposure or representation in eSports, and if there is a market for another league or another way for these women to show their
0: skills. Yeah, Hunter, I really feel that um, women really need better representation within the eSports scene. Now, why don't you talk about um, the sponsorship deals and the sponsorship scene in general?
1: The increasing institutionalization of consumer and participant markets of esports has attracted major corporate sponsors such as Microsoft, Samsung and Red Bull. And I think a lot of people see esports as, you know, it's only it's only these people who are really good at these video games and yeah, I really think yeah. that there's there's a lot more viewer involvement in esports compared to some of these other, you know, more traditional physical sports that
0: they're being compared to.
1: Luther, why don't you tell us a bit about the varying communities within esports and maybe a bit about live streaming?
0: Yeah, uh, Hunter, there are very varying communities within esports as a whole. Like normal sports, viewer interaction is very important. You have to make an image for yourself when you become an esport athlete, not just for being diligent within your esport career, but maybe thinking a little bit after when you're retired and you just don't have the same hand-eye coordination, just reaction timing that you did before, like normal sports, you really want to build up on your future and really be smart about that. One way of doing that, though, is actually live streaming. By being a competitive esport athlete, in a way, you create an image for yourself. You put yourself out there. And with that image, it can help you start up your own live stream. And live streams can be like done on various platforms, the popular ones being Twitch and YouTube, but primarily Twitch. In Twitch, professional gamers, even during their prime and their career, can hop on stream, practice their game, and make some money while doing it, while interacting, interacting within their confined communities or just a bunch of communities in general.
1: Live streaming today is one of the most popular online things that many people do. Um, with streamers such as Ninja or Tim the Tapman, two very popular personalities on the platform, they pull in millions of unique viewers per year and make their living solely off of playing video games on these sites, such as Twitch or other forms of gaming streaming sites. I think this is very unique to esports as when looking at a traditional sport such as the nfl when the players are outside of their games they are private practices and such and esports athletes are able to share their life online and with video games outside of the competition room speaking of which a large amount of arenas designed for esports are now being constructed across the globe Uh, An example of this is a million dollar, more specifically $10 million, sports arena was constructed in Arlington, Texas. Now, it is open seven days a week to the public, um, just for gaming, where you can go and you can rent a computer with your friends that is powerful enough to run, essentially any esport game um, that's on the market right now, and socialize and be there, or you can compete against other teams. And when competition time does come around, these arenas provide seating for thousands of people to watch these tournaments in person. Now, a lot of different types of tournaments take place in arenas such as these. So really, we'd like to talk about the difference in the types of games that show up in the eSports community. Now, some of these games can attract a extremely large amount of people. In 2014, League of Legends had their World Championship in Seoul, Korea, with an in-person attendance of 45,000 and an online attendance of 27 million watching the live stream.
0: Yes, the, the esports communities have so many different kinds of games, like fighting games, MOBAs, shooting games, and funnily sports games sports games about sports yeah it's 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 crazy inception but many of these communities and scenes can be significantly smaller than like others fighting game viewership is significantly lower than let's say like the community the fighting game community for mobas like dota 2 and league of legends but that doesn't take away from fighting games in general because in general fighting games aren't really as supported as the fighting game game developers and don't really have as many sponsors as like MOBAs and CSGO. Now
1: for our viewers who might not know what a MOBA is it stands for a multiplayer online battle arena. These are styles of games where it is usually three versus three or five versus five on a very specific type of map with the objective of destroying the enemy's base. And these games are usually very skill-based and team-based where if a team is able to outsmart or
0: outplay the other one, they will usually merge victorious. But on the other hand, there are games like Fortnite, which seemingly forces their um, competitive scene by the creators of Fortnite sponsoring their own events and kind of making their own game an esport when it's a bit of a debate if people are even have a desire for that game to be an esport in the first place.
1: Now a lot of different colleges across the U.S. have actually put their hands in the esports scene and in a source um, coming from a varsity esport organization that tracks varsity esports across the globe and in the U.S. Um, The first eSports tournament was actually held in 1972 at Stanford University.
0: 1972?
1: 1972, and it was a school-wide tournament for a one-year subscription to Rolling Stone. Um, Eventually, their eSports scene at the school evolved into a more modern 25-school StarCraft tournament. And this was really the birth of, you know, it was one of the first big name multi-school tournaments that was being put on and especially with one of the most popular games at the time being starcraft now if you look at colleges today many colleges uh, hundreds actually across just america have varsity collegiate esports teams with scholarship opportunities um, some schools include miami university of ohio boise state georgia state and university of california now these schools can offer students um, up to, you know, over $100,000 in scholarships for four wow. years. And for a lot of these kids, that can, you know, give them an opportunity to get an education if they do have skills in these games, just like those who do have skill in the sports that they are recruited for. And I think something new, um, when people talk about the importance of eSports, I think it's, it's a better way to reach the newer generation, the younger generation. And obviously, our generation is known As you know, we're living in the information era, and I think that esports gives these people a way to not only connect with other fans online, you know, through the internet, where the internet does have communities of, you know, if you do like one team, you might be able to connect with somebody, you know, who shares your views. But younger people have this grasp on the internet that they've been around it their whole life, and you know, the enjoyment they might be able to get out of watching esports could be very different from that of the older generation. In a report by Statista, um, it was shown that a majority of the esports fans in the United States, 33% are only aged 18 to 24, and I think that definitely shows that, you know, just the fact that a third of all fans are within that um, six year age age range. You know, it's definitely a very generational thing. Now, we'd like to thank you for listening to episode one of our podcast. If you'd like more, you can go to www.weebly.esportsmackdown.com. You can find links to our other
0: episode and even some information about who we are. Make sure you tune into episode two, where me and Hunter will discuss more about the players and the money. See you next time.